This is Freelance Feels, a podcast for anyone who is self-employed, freelance or thinking about it. My name's Jenny Stallard, I'm a freelance lifestyle journalist and I founded Freelance Feels in 2019 as a response to my own mental health challenges. The idea behind Freelance Feels is to show freelance life in all its reality, from the down moments to the yay ones, and share other people's stories as well so we all feel less alone in the self-employed world. Each episode I speak to a different freelancer, self-employed person or entrepreneur about their work and mental health, exploring their story, their challenges and triumphs, as well as getting valuable advice from them. Freelance Feels is also a newsletter, freelancefeels.substack.com and on social media at freelance underscore feels. Please do come and find me on Instagram and let me know how you're getting on with your freelance journey. If you enjoy the podcast, please do rate and review it. And now, on with the episode. Welcome to Freelance Feels, the podcast for humans who work for themselves. Today I am chatting to entrepreneur Lucy Watson. Welcome Lucy, how are you? Hi, I'm good thank you, how are you? I'm very well, thank you for coming on the podcast. Would you like to tell everyone what your freelance is and indeed do you call yourself freelance or do you have another word for for all of the things that you do? I said entrepreneur then. Yeah, I think, um, so I'm a business owner so I think I probably come under self-employed category um, and that is kind of I think I say when people ask me, I either say self-employed or business owner. Um, and I also am an author and I guess technically an influencer as well. So I, I have a kind of a few strings to my bow. <laughs> it can sometimes be, you know, when you get that question on like a car insurance document or something asking you what you do for a living. And I'm like, I literally don't even know what to put as the answer, whichever one comes up as the cheapest. <laughs> yeah, company director, I think, is the one that, that works well. Yeah, okay. Media, because journalists used to sort of drive around the country knocking on doors a lot, I guess. Mm. You'd often get higher quotes as the for car insurance if you put that you were a journalist oh did you mm. so I was press and publishing now I found that influencer came up quite high I'm not sure why yeah it's crazy but... driving around influencing in your car which I know so weird <laughs> <laughs> so, everyone, so you have a lot you mentioned a few things there you mentioned your book of course which is one of the main mm-hmm. reasons we're chatting today because it's all themed around your vegan lifestyle your book is yeah. a guide to living a vegan lifestyle Tell me a bit more about all the different strands of your business. I know you have jewellery, don't you? You have feeding, there's many things. Yeah, so um, my first business that I started out about six years ago now was my jewellery business. Um, I ended up collaborating with a really good friend of mine who was already a jewellery designer. And I had a passion for jewellery, but I couldn't necessarily draw or create the jewellery. I just had the ideas in my head. So we kind of teamed up together and that was really amazing. But I say that we're a new business just because... It's only really the last year that I've properly sort of invested my time and creativity into it and not been distracted by other things. And I think that can be a bit of a struggle for me, sort of managing all of the different things that I do and trying to sort of make sure that I give time to every one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I kind of think of it as like a new business really these days. And then I obviously, I, I, as we're talking about the book, I started writing books actually probably about five years ago I wrote a book on dating a long time ago and that was really a fun project and then I got into veganism and um, I decided that actually I really enjoy cooking 
and it's something that I'd always done as a as a young girl and I at the time when I went vegan it was probably about nearly six years ago now there was not a lot out there in terms of vegan cooking so I kind of had to learn everything myself and just and thought actually this is how other people must feel they must feel like you know they're trying to make food and they don't really know where to go with it because there's not a lot available Mm -hmm. so I ended up um, doing a couple of cookbooks and then I now have the uh, awakenings lifestyle book which is more about not only vegan food but also everything that is involved in your life that you can actually make vegan so yeah I love because I've obviously been reading through it and one of the biggest things is is that idea that veganism is a lifestyle so it's not just about the food I think a lot of people think oh I'm going to try being vegan I'll just stop eating meat I'll stop eating animal yeah it's all about the products you wear down to the product Mm. in your car leather seats for example and all kinds of different things that people might not even think about yeah if you choose a vegan lifestyle I think that it's um people get confused between I am a vegan or I eat a vegan diet because I think there is a difference between the two and also there's plant-based, which is confusing as well. But I think plant-based is more that you are nearly vegan and then you maybe dabble here and there. Um, but yeah, a vegan diet is, um, and I talk about this in the book, is where you don't eat any animal products. Mm-hmm. But obviously, depending on your reasoning for that, um, especially if it's an ethical or sustainable reason for going vegan then you may start looking into other things such as your fashion or your beauty products or even your household products um there's so many different I mean the list is literally endless I'm sure that I'm still on a journey myself and I'm I'm not sure when that journey will ever end of learning about things that I can veganize or you know cut out of my life Um, so yeah it's a never-ending cycle and how, how did all of this come to be? Did you always plan to become a self-employed businesswoman or was it something that came to you naturally? You mentioned obviously influencing and people will know your name. Yeah. Megan Chelsea. Did, mm-hmm. did everything, did you always plan? Yeah, I'm going to be self-employed. I want to do my own thing. Or was it something that came from as you? Um, in the- yeah, so it was, it was not something, I think when I was younger, Um, I started working really at about 16 I was always like doing Sunday jobs and everything and although I am from quite a privileged background my parents were never sort of handing me money Mm -hmm. so I knew that if I wanted to go out on the weekend or buy nice things I had to make my own money Um, and I always worked for other businesses um, or companies and I, I think I didn't really enjoy it just because it is always different working for another person I think um especially if it's not something that you're really interested in you're just doing it just day by day just to make money and I see a lot of my friends doing this and and we have a lot of conversations about it as well and you know sometimes you're not in a position where you can actually make that choice as to whether you work for someone else or or not but um I think for me when I went on the show I always wanted to be an actress and I went on Made in Chelsea and from there I just I'm quite a logical thinker anyway I just kind of thought oh my god I have this platform mm-hmm. of you know hundreds of thousands of people at the time and surely that is like the best advertising platform I could ever think of so why would I not think about what I really enjoy doing and try and make a business from there it's the best stepping stone in order to make business successful I think it's, it's literally like the key 
ingredient. So um, it just went from there. And it wasn't something that I had ever planned or even thought of when I was younger. I never thought I want to be self-employed. I think I always liked the idea of working for myself. Um, But yeah, it's just happened like that. I love it. It's, I really love the amount of things that you have and the way it's, it, it, it's sort of obviously built up, decided to do the jewellery and then the vegan things. And a lot of things you have in the book and saying, you said before that veganism is, vegan lifestyle feels like a journey for you. And mm. I wondered if you feel there are parallels between your vegan lifestyle journey and your self-employed journey, because there's quite a few things in the book that, there's a particular quote in the book that ties in with this question. So it says, just mm-hmm. because something has a history does not mean we should continue it exactly as it always has been done. Yeah. And I really love that because I thought, that's that's kind of about being self-employed and free yeah. as well like your habits and I wondered if you see parallels between businesswoman life and vegan life that's very true I think um when you go self-employed or you decide to work in an industry that you actually really love rather than one that's going to make you money that you mm. maybe don't enjoy and you take that risk I think it is about kind of making taking those risks and um sort of the longevity of what comes with that and the rewards that come from from actually stepping out of the norm um and yeah I definitely would say there are parallels with being self-employed and having to take those risks and also you know going from eating meat which is the norm um to being a vegan which you're standing out and you're taking a risk and you're taking a risk because it's something that you actually really believe in and that you think is going to be more true to yourself and your beliefs um so yeah there definitely are similarities I would say and does it help with your freelance life and work I mean I guess in particular I'm thinking of the connection between food and mental health and well-being as well how has being going on the vegan journey helped with you on in in, and your entrepreneur life has it had a big impact that you've noticed so would you uh, so do you mean in terms of my mental health or in terms of like my earning potential Oh, more, more your mental health and kind of yeah. well really, and your day-to-day, how yeah. you feel as a person who's trying um, to be a self-employed world. I would say that mentally everything is a lot clearer mm. and potentially before there was a foggy area around what I was eating because I think I was misinformed in terms of like the marketing and advertising that we see for all these products and the way that they are pitched as essential mm. items that are going to you know, make you stronger or happier or whatever it may be, or they're delicious and all this kind of thing. And I think really, and I talk about this a lot in the book, but a lot of the marketing around um, animal products is, is what I would relate to a, a form of brainwashing, mm-hmm. just because there isn't actually a huge amount of truth related to the way that these products are pitched to consumers. So um, I think for me, my mind is a lot more clear and in line with what I believe and what I believe is I'm I'm against animal cruelty. And um, that was the main sort of reason why. And I feel like I'm definitely, my morals and my actions are more aligned. So that for me does help me mentally. And in terms of my actual physical health um and my well-being I'm I'm a lot healthier I couldn't have continued the way that I was with the foods that I was eating I was I was literally eating dairy three times a day um you know I was constantly bloated Mm -hmm. and 
tired and lethargic. And I think now when I wake up in the morning, instead of feeling that sluggish sort of, oh, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. It's much more, I want to do this, I'm going to do this next. I'm going to do, you know, it's, it's, I'm much more productive. Um, and that's just because the foods that I'm putting into my body are giving me more natural energy. So, Because being self-employed is really hard anyway so feeling sluggish I mean everyone's feeling we're chatting yeah. in January because of the January and it's like yeah being self-employed is a, is a bit of a swim through treacle experience anyway so if you're not feeling with it physically as well that makes yeah. everything that bit harder doesn't it so you're sort of saying that you know that's obviously that's different since you started doing a different lifestyle yeah I think especially over the last year with everything that happened with the pandemic and having to I had a lot more free time. I lost a lot of work. I'm sure a lot of people did lose a lot of work um, in 2020. And well, the majority of people did. And mm -hmm. I think um, having to motivate myself, especially with my jewelry business, to really invest the time and the creativity when you're not feeling creative, you're feeling, you know, a level of almost depression. And, um, you know, you haven't got that routine that you're used to having. You have to create that routine. I think that creating a routine for myself was the best thing I could do in order to motivate myself but also listening and I'm sure you probably find this as well but listening to your body and listening to how you feel and not pushing yourself to the point where you're going to be exhausted or miserable you have to really just stay in tune with with what you want and I a yoga actually really helped me with that I, I did yoga every day for the first probably two months and it was like the best way to start my day um, because then I had this new leash of like energy. And I think a lot of people relate that to exercise as well. But yeah, just getting into a routine. And um, I think that is one of the hardest things with being self-employed. I'm sure you find that as well is actually mentally pushing yourself because you don't have someone telling you what to do. Very much so. It's, and even so you talk about starting a day and I was immediately thinking as well, there's a lot of people who don't manage to end the day when they're freelance yeah. you can think well and especially people who are working from home now but it's like well who's telling you to switch off mm. who's saying close the laptop you've got to run for the train or you've got to go and you know you're meeting a friend for a drink or you're going to an evening yeah. exercise class there's no set reason as a freelancer to say okay I'm going to stop now yeah and well, again I think cooking really helps with that because yeah. I think before I went vegan I was really relying heavily on ready meals Mm -hmm. and just eating things that were just quick because my my working days were so long and um I think knowing that you have to make yourself dinner is for me quite a good motivation to switch off from work and go and really just focus on that and then that's your sort of working day done yes that's a really good I, I'm all about the practical tips on freelance fields I love people yeah. to, be able to think oh I could try that so obviously yoga and cooking dinner what else helped for you in the routine and, and what does help in your routine? Are there any other sort of signposts in your routine of your day where you're like, this is another thing that I do that's really... Yeah. I mean, think exercise first thing in the morning for me is like, and some people might find that actually having that as their switch off method would mm -hmm. be really good as well. Um, but exercise first thing in the morning, if I don't do it in the morning, I'm not going to do it. So that's definitely um, what works for me. And then making lists. Um, I'm not naturally... I wouldn't say like organization comes naturally to me. I have to really try to be organized. Yeah. And yeah. And it's, it's such a struggle because I look at my sister and I'm like, how are you just so organized 
naturally like how is this fun for you um and for me it's really just it's it goes out the window but anyway making lists my whole phone is just full of notes and lists of things I've got to do and I like setting aside even if it's like the smallest things like I don't know doing your washing or something like that just putting it on a list can help me figure out what how much time I'm going to dedicate to each thing and what order I'm going to do it in which is the most important thing for this day um and then yeah and then food is again a huge motivation for me I'm, I'm I would say that I'm probably obsessed with food and if I'm a, I'm not addicted to anything in life but I would say like food is my number one like probably addiction and um signing off and thinking about what I'm going to eat and maybe even preparing the food and stuff and then just yeah really like getting stuck into cooking is cooking's a huge mental health tool like cooking and baking they're just so because you have to put unless you're following a recipe on your phone or you're happy to get it covered Mm -hmm. in you know stuff you're cooking with generally you have to put it away and you focus in don't you and you're kind of in the zone you have to switch off yeah switch off from all the voices and I don't know about you but my the way that my brain works doesn't shut up it just is constantly chatting and I find that as well when I go to sleep it's like just this this is like there's like a hundred million things going on all the time and cooking is one of the only things that I do where I you know you have to focus especially when you're chopping because you're using a sharp knife and if you don't really concentrate on that then you know you're gonna chop your finger off so you really have to concentrate and following a recipe you have to concentrate because if you don't follow a recipe 100% unless you really know what you're doing you're going to mess it up and that's that's what all that time invested for for nothing effectively so yeah it's a really good mental health tool and do you find that sometimes the clarity comes when you're doing a non-desk based non-work task so you might be cooking and you're like oh I know what I need to put in my book now I I need to put this extra recipe in or does the clarity come sometimes when you're not trying work mode yeah I guess um the best jobs are the ones where you feel like you're not Mm. working um and I think I'm really lucky that I am able to um benefit financially from a lot of my hobbies Mm. and I think that should be everyone's goal I mean I can only compare it to a friend of mine who um was working in PR and or still is working in PR and she's always always wanted to do a podcast Mm. and she would talk to me a lot about it because she knew that I'd taken a lot of risks in what I and what I do and she knows she looks at me and knows that I'm really happy and enjoy everything that I do now and I've turned down a lot of things that would have benefited me financially but wouldn't necessarily have helped me mentally so mm-hmm. she was talking to me a lot about this and she ended up just putting herself out there and starting this podcast and it's it's hard but she's finally seeing results and she's like just so much happier in herself and I notice it when I speak to her and hang out with her I'm like oh my god she's just so much happier and it's just even if it's not for a huge amount of financial gain just that mental happiness is so worth it yes oh good for her how lovely I was was waiting for you to say well has she launched it has she launched it yeah she's launched it yeah um and I think she's on like her second or third series but yeah Oh, fair play. So taking risks are really worth it. And I think a lot of people are so afraid of what happens if I quit my job and I don't have a job, you know, for this long or I don't um, make the money that I want. And, and obviously there is a certain amount of privilege that comes 
with making those choices. There definitely is. But I think life's short and you've got to, you've got to take the risks to reap the benefits. Yeah, very much. Oh, I love that. has got me like, I love it. Every episode, something gives me the tingles and you have a <laughs> single moment. <laughs> it is <gasps> those risks. And it's funny that you mentioned the couple of sort of things you said, like, like turning down work and then obviously saying that in the pandemic that things, some work yeah. didn't happen for you. And I, I just wondered, I guess there's two two-pronged question. Do you find people make a lot of assumptions because you're a high profile businesswoman and, and often your life is reported about um, or yeah. people pick up on things you put on Instagram in the press and that kind of thing. Is it, is it harder in some ways or, or easier to be self-employed when you're in the spotlight or, or is that something that actually people make assumptions about, oh, it's okay for Lucy, like Lucy's fine because we see her on Instagram or we think that Lucy's, mm. all, you know, it's clear that self-employed life is still very real for you. Yeah, um, I would say that hand on heart, it is a lot easier Mm. because I can harness this incredible platform. I spoke about this earlier, but Mm. this is not, this is something that people would pay, you know, endless amounts of money for. And I have it sitting there that I can, I can, you know, I have these people that, you know, love what I do, love what I'm about and they're interested in the things that I talk about. And I think that, that is yeah no money can buy that so I would never say that oh you know call me I don't I struggle with this or I struggle with that I think the one thing that I get you know from being in the public eye and being especially on a show where it's all about people that live um, a more luxury lifestyle um, is that people make incorrect assumptions about me and where my money comes from and perhaps think that I just live this life of just I don't know just going shopping (laughs) like just hanging out um it's it's just not the case I do work hard for every penny I earn and um I think that sometimes some people think that it's just handed to me on a plate but that was never my upbringing so um it's not the case so it's because I guess I mean even however high profile you are or however you know, well, you're doing or compared to someone who's just started out today and decided to go freelance, there's still the tax return to do, there's still the lists to make, yeah. there's still all those things, you know, invoices to send. You still have to do the, the nitty gritty, don't you? Even if you're in the public eye. Exactly. And it's all relative, you know, no one knows my outgoings, no one knows your outgoings or the next person. So no one knows the pressure that each of us face to meet those targets or whatever it is, or the expectations that you have that you put on yourselves. Um, and no one actually sees the inside of the four walls of my home where I'm working. So um, it is, yeah, but I, I do understand the misconception. And for some people, it is the case. They're born into money and they don't have to work a day in their life. And, and that's great for them. But that is not my story. No, well, no. And it seems like you really, correct me if I'm wrong, but you really seem to love being self-employed. It's, uh, is there yeah. a real passion there? T- tell me what you really, really love about being self-employed. Um, I love that I'm my own boss because I actually find so much motivation, more, so much more motivation from myself and my own goals than I do from someone else setting them for me. And other people might not feel the same. They might find that actually it's a lot easier for them to be told this is what you need to do and um, this is what I expect from you. Whereas I'm my biggest critic, Um, I put the most amount of pressure on myself and 
I've always, and I don't know if it's my star sign or if it's my upbringing, but I've always just tuned out to other people telling me what to do. So it's just, I I, I just much prefer this dynamic. So yeah. Pardon? Pisces. Pisces. I'm a Libra. I'm terrible. This is why I've I've been employed three times. And this time I was like, I always say to people, it's like I dated freelancing and now we're in a proper committed relationship. Yeah. Back to some being told what to do I hate it <laughs> did, you, did you ever work um for a corporation or a business yes yeah I used to work for metro newspaper yeah and how and do you much prefer working for yourself than for yeah I mean metro was a lot of fun don't get me yeah. wrong metro yeah. working at a newspaper like that on the features team it was very yeah I can imagine yeah we um there was a trip to Glastonbury and there was lots of restaurant reviews and the parks Oh, the parties back in the days when we could go and review a restaurant just to go to a restaurant would be nice. Alone oh, tell me about it. <laughs> Let, let's talk um, Veganuary and, and, and the book as, as we sort of wrap up. I'd love it if you had any practical tips for people. So particularly people who are self-employed and they're getting to the middle of Veganuary. They're on that. They might be beginning the journey or it might be part of they might have started something last year. and yeah. thought, like, I'll really commit this January to exploring this more. What kind of things could they be doing um, or would you advise them to do to keep going, to keep exploring, yeah. to keep enjoying that journey this month? Well, I feel really sad for everyone that is experiencing Veganuary in 2021 just because it's just not nearly the same as, as this, the normal um, experience. Mm. And Veganuary is normally such an exciting time. And, you know, it's like an adventure because you're going out and you're, you're, seeing what you can eat and trying new things and it's it it is so exciting and I think for everyone being in lockdown during veganuary it's 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 just not the same experience so I feel really bad for people like that and I don't want people to feel disheartened by that and I hope that people have really got stuck into you know their cooking and you know even online um takeaways and deliveries and things there's so many options now which is amazing like way way more than six years ago um but I wrote the book specifically for people that are interested in um going vegan and you know firstly understanding what veganism is I think that's probably the most important thing to start with understanding what it is and what your motivation is whether it's is it the planet is it um the animals or is it your health and you've got to understand that motivation first and foremost and then I think as well having um having inspiration constantly so if you're on instagram a lot you you want to make sure that you're following all the pages that keep you inspired whether it's food bloggers whether it's animal activists whether it's um you know sustainability pages anything like that so i think you've got to have that motivation you've got to have that inspiration to keep you going otherwise it's it's very easy to get sidetracked um and then yeah, just, I think, making sure that your home and your fridge and your food and cupboard and everything is um, a clean space and it is a vegan space and there's nothing there to tempt you. Thinking about your next purchase, is that going to be a vegan purchase or is it not? And that that's what keeps you on the right right path. Talk about the purchasing as well, because you say this in the book as well and you mentioned it earlier that things like beauty, there's so much out there now. So people might be yeah. thinking, oh, I'm going to get myself a new mascara this month. Okay, well, consider a vegan yeah repurchase and go right through to i'm going to buy something in the january sales okay well is it ethical cotton for example does it exactly exactly and there's there's just i mean if you are able to be online shopping 
then you are able to make that choice because there really are mm. so many levels of options now. It's like, it's, it's actually crazy, especially the beauty industry. I remember when I went vegan, there was literally very little and it wasn't labeled either. You had to really check every ingredient and now it's very clearly labeled. Um, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of options and they are good quality as well. You don't have to worry about that anymore. So yeah. So go for it, everybody. If you're self-employed, keep going, I guess is the message, isn't it? Don't give up it like halfway through. It keep is, exactly. Going. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. And of course, by Awakenings. So um, <laughs> thank you so much. I've, it's been an absolute joy to talk to you. I feel all Thank inspired. you for having me. It's been lovely. Would you like to tell everybody where they can find you, everywhere you might like to, and, and where the book's available? Is the book out now? Yeah, so the book is out now. Um, I think it's actually on sale for January on Amazon um international delivery or the uk you can find me on instagram it's just my name lucy watson i occasionally tweet but it's not enough to even mention myself so yeah instagram's my one and um the book is available now online lucy thank you i wish you all the best for 2021 i look forward to seeing what else you you do thank you so much Thank you for listening to Freelance Feels, the podcast for humans who work for themselves. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and if you have, you can rate and review it on Apple Podcasts and follow for future episodes. You can find more about Freelance Feels at freelancefeels.com and more of my work at jennystallard.com. Freelance Feels also has a monthly newsletter which you can sign up to at freelancefeels.substack.com and for daily updates, follow on Instagram and Twitter at freelance underscore feels.